It's time for Hall of Fame broadcaster Al Bernstein to interact with some of the most fascinating big-name guests from the world of boxing and well beyond. Here's Al. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the show. I'm delighted you joined us because on this one, we're going to go a little bit beyond the scope of the world of boxing to interview someone who is a fan of boxing and has been involved in it in many respects, even though you know him from a different endeavor. It's Holt McCallany, the fine actor who has been in over 40 films, uh, played the lead in Lights Out, a series on FX about a boxing heavyweight, uh, and was in the hit series Mind Hunter, and currently can be seen in the Guy Ritchie movie Wrath of Man. Holt is a terrific guy and what interests me about him is that his passion for the sport of boxing is so immense, and he has had so many interactions with people within the sport. And I was privileged to get a chance to meet him uh, and uh, get to know him and invited him on the show. And here is my chat with Holt McCallany. Holt, uh, first of all, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you uh, taking the time to do this. Uh, it's it's a pleasure, Al. As I said to you, you know, uh, uh, in the past, I I've been a fan for a long time, so it's very nice to be with you. Well, this is great, and um, one of the reasons we I wanted to have you on, of course, this show is very boxing oriented, uh, and while we are going to talk about your career from an artistic standpoint, I want to talk about your love of boxing and sure. your involvement with the sport, which has been really remarkable. You actually learned to box as a, as a young man and continued to do it really your whole life, haven't you? Well, you know, I mean, I, I, you know, I love it. I wish, you know, I wish I had more time to do it, you know, at, right at this stage in my life. You know, um, uh, the pandemic would have been perfect for me if the gyms somehow stayed open. Do you know yeah. what I mean? But they also, not only did I not have a shooting schedule, but then they closed the gyms. But I... I uh, um, I've been training uh, uh, recently with a, a very good undefeated uh, welterweight named Brian Ceballo. Mm. And uh, uh, Brian, uh, I've been working with Brian and that's been, uh, that's been going well. And, and, you know, and previously, uh, uh, you know, I got to work with the great uh, Mark Breland. Yeah. Um, you know, and, uh, and, 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 and even the legend, you know, Teddy Atlas. Uh, I, was, uh, I was in the gym with Teddy when I was, uh, for, for when I was doing the pilot. For uh, for lights out, a television show I did where I played a play, played a yes. fighter, and you know, so um, uh, yeah, my brother won the go won the Golden Gloves, you know, when we were kids, and um, I used to pick on my little brother, but once he won the gloves, it became do you know what I mean? It became yeah. dice here. So I I figured you know I better I better try to step up my game a little bit. Um, but no, you know, look, it's a it's a very exciting it's a very exciting sport. And uh, I've been a fan since I was a boy. So uh, it's been wonderful for me, you know, to be able to be around boxing and to be in a few films and, and, and television shows that were boxing related and to have a lot of friends in the boxing community. Yeah, you do indeed. And let's talk about the, 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 how boxing has intersected with your uh, professional career. You mentioned Teddy Atlas. You played Teddy Atlas. You played him in the movie about Mike Tyson. Um, and uh, that's where you guys got to be friends. How did he help you prepare to play him? <laughs> oh, look, look, you know, um, uh, you know, his input was crucially important. And, you know, I think part of the reasons part of the reason that we've been friends uh, for nearly 30 years now 
is uh, is because um, uh, you know of that initial interaction. You know what happened was it's an interesting story. Al, um, I got a I got a call from a from a casting director uh, that I really like named Natalie Hart, and she was gonna she was gonna cast this movie for HBO about Mike Tyson, and she called me up and she said, "Hey, would you like to play Kevin Rooney?" And I was <laughs> like, "Um." I don't think I can play. Have you seen Kevin Rooney, Natalie? <laughs> you know, I, I don't really, I don't really look like like Kevin Rooney. I said, but you know who I could play, maybe, is Teddy Atlas. Would they let me audition to be Teddy Atlas? And she said, but Teddy Atlas is only going to be one scene in the movie. I said, that's all right. So I'll be in the movie for one scene. I was a young actor. You know, I'm not, I'm not, you know, if it's a good project and I like the character, it was not the time in my life yeah. or, or my career. Do you know what I mean? It was, yeah. it was much bigger. But it turned into a much bigger part because of Teddy's input. Because the first thing he said, I called him, I said, look, Mr. Atlas, I'm an actor. I'm going to play you in a film. Um, I'd like to meet with you. At the time, uh, it was an exciting time, actually, to be around Teddy Atlas because he had two great heavyweights. He had Michael Moore. Right. Uh, this is 1993. Right. So Moore fights uh, for the title and beats Holyfield in April of 94. So at the time, Teddy invited me. My first meeting with him, you know, he said, come to the House of Pain. It was a gym in New Jersey, uh, I think West Orange, New Jersey, where he was training at that time, you know, Shannon and Michael. Right. And uh, so I got to be so right away. You step in and you're on the top echelon of the sport. Right. Do, do you know what I mean? Michael, you know, was heavyweight champion of sure. the world just a few months later. Do, do, do you know what I mean? You know, um, and, heady stuff. Um, yeah, heady stuff. I, for, for me, it certainly was. You know, and then also, you know, you know, Teddy, you know, took the time to explain to me a little bit more about the dynamic between um, him and Mike Tyson, between him and Customato, between Mike Tyson and Customato, and what the circumstances were in Catskill during that period. And as Tyson started to grow in importance and, you know, um, you know, was acting out, do, do, do you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, you know, you know, volumes have been written, do, do you know what I mean? About, you know, <laughs> about, about, about that whole thing. But you see, you know, and although I knew some of it, I didn't know all of it. And I didn't have a nuanced understanding of it. And, and, and so, so he gave me that, and I shared that with the director when I got to, believe it or not, it's a film that takes place in Catskill, New York, but we shot it in Los Angeles, California. And, uh, you know, figure. Um, right. And, uh, 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 and, 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 and immediately the part grew. As soon as I said to the director, um, a German director named Uli Edel, who also did uh, Last Exit to Brooklyn, Mm. Right. If, I'm, if, yeah. I, if, I, if I remember correctly. So 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 I, I started telling him, you know, about my conversations with Teddy and then the writer came over and then the scenes started to grow. And then the famous confrontation between Teddy, you know, yeah. and, 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 and and Michael and all that stuff. And it became a much bigger part. And one of the things that was really great for me also about that show was um, in the role of Customato um, was uh, the legendary actor George C. Scott. And oh. it just so right, and it just so happens that George's uh, eldest son Matthew was an old and dear friend of mine, and and when my father uh, won a Tony Award on Broadway as a producer for the first Irish play, my father was Irish to win uh, top honors on Broadway. Uh, George C. Scott presented him 
with the award. Wow. So I had this sort of connection, <laughs> for, and then the whole thing that went down, you know, with the, all the, 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 you know, you know, everything that happened with Teddy. And uh, so it was, a, it was a successful shoot for me. And, um, and it led to a lot of other possibilities. As a matter of fact, Al, you know, I mean, you know, we're actually, we're actually developing a project that's based around, uh, around Teddy's life. You know, all of these, you know, years later, it will be, it's, it's been a long time in gestation. He's got a very interesting history. I'm sure you know all about it. He's sure. a very well-known guy, you know, in boxing. And, uh, uh, so, um, you know, you know, we're, we're, we're talking about doing an eight part limited series that would cover all of that territory. Do you know what I mean? From, you know, the early portion of his life, the time in Catskill with custom auto with Mike wow. Tyson coming down to New York, being a trainer in Gleason's gym, you know, working with guys like uh, Johnny Vitarosa and uh, Chris Reed and Donnie Lalonde. Do you know what I mean? All of that stuff, you know, and all the way, you know, to, um, to, uh, to Moorer. And now that, that would be, that will be fascinating for sure. Um, that, that, uh, and that role, um, was not the last one you would play, of course, in, in boxing. And one role that you're, uh, you're very well known for is your role in Lights Out, the FX series, uh, in which you played an aging heavyweight. Uh, and of course your affinity for boxing and the fact that you do it helped you a lot. Um, and you, you had some interesting comments I saw about doing fight scenes and how you feel how they need to be really meticulously um, choreographed to make sure they're effective and safe. And, well, absolutely, you know, um, but you want them to be exciting. Yeah. Right. I mean, that was an old custom autoism, right? It's like, yeah, you know, you want to be a good fighter, but you also want to be exciting. Yeah. Do you, do you know what I mean? So, so, so you try to choreograph, you know, you know, fights um, uh, from that perspective and you borrow from famous fights, you know, uh, uh, and, uh, and great fighters and great moments in, in fights. Yeah. And, uh, and did you think when you were playing that role, did you think of any actual boxers that, uh, informed you on, on, on this character or was he so, um, uniquely different that there wasn't anyone to even, uh, well, no, no, no. I mean, you know, it's funny. Uh, my friend Teddy once, <laughs> Once said to me uh, that my boxing style, such as it, such as it is, um, and there's let's just say a lot of room for improvement. Um, but um, there was a um, an Australian uh, light heavyweight champion named Jeff Harding. Yes, I don't know if you remember Jeff Harding. I do remember him. You know what I mean? He, you know, he was an exciting guy to watch. Later on in his life, he had some personal problems. You, you know what I mean? But um, but uh, but I believe he's a two time light heavyweight champion of the world, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. So, so that's an impressive accomplishment. You know, uh, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, um, you know, I watched all, all the, all the old Irish guys, the, you know what I mean? The Jerry yeah. fights, you know what I mean? You know, I, I watched all of my friend Jerry Cooney's fights, you know, um, you know, and uh, I was training in the gym uh, with a, with a, with, I shared a trainer at one time with uh, John Duddy, the dairy oh, another great Irish fighter. Yeah, terrific. Another great Irish fighter. You had, you had some people to look at, that's for sure. I had some people to look at, but also remember, you know, you know, the kind of people that, that I had advising me and coaching me. I'm talking about guys like Mark Breland, who, you know, uh, is a, an Olympic gold medalist and uh, widely considered the greatest amateur fighter of all time, a two-time champion of the world, you know, and, uh, you know, he went on from training me. His, his, next, his next fighter was Deontay Wilder. So it's a little bit of a step mm. off. I like, 
I like to feel that it wasn't that big a movement up. Hold. I, I, you know, I, yeah, you know, you're, 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 you know, <laughs> you know uh, it's nice of you. It's nice of you to say it, but no, uh, uh, but no, but they got, got, you know, they gave me, they gave me their time and, yeah, the, and, the, and the, you know, and their, and their wisdom. And I tried to soak up as much as I could. And you also actually had a, an amateur bout in which you, I did, yeah. uh, well, you, you, the USA amateur has a senior division. My friend Mario Lopez has done that. Mm -hmm. And you uh, in fact did that, that had to be a grand experience. I was going to do that. Uh, you know, I boxed amateur many, many years ago and I was going to do that. I never got around to it, but I'm glad you did. Well, look, you know, I, I'd like to do it again. You know, Bruce Silverglade, uh, who owns Gleason's gym, uh, has a charity called Give a Kid a Dream. You know what I mean? And and he works with, you know, you know, you know, some some of them are terminally ill kids. And you know what I mean? And 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 kids that are very, you know, and so and so part of the proceeds was was to benefit, you know, that organization. And also it was fun for me. You know, if you hang around a boxing gym long <laughs> enough and you go in there every day, it's only a question of time before one of the trainers turns to you and says, you know, I think you're ready for an amateur fight. <laughs> and then, you know, you've been sparring. And look, you know, I had the benefit uh, on a certain level of, um, of, spar of, the, of sparring guys that were a lot younger than me because that's who was there. Do you know what I mean? There, was, there wasn't right. a lot of guys. My, that's who was there. So you're always in there with guys that are a little faster. Do you know what I mean? Guys that are, you know, you know have, and, and, uh, and so – so when I when I finally when I finally got in the ring, you know, and I asked Bruce Silverglade, it's so funny, uh, Al. I said, "Can I ask one favor, Bruce? Could I be first up? Could my fight? Because you you know, yeah. I just didn't want to wait around in the locker room, you know, and I, you know what I mean? Because you know, look, I, I read a, a, a fascinating quote recently with Sugar Ray Robinson, and he said. If, 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 if you don't feel fear before you go into a fight, then you should find something else to do. Mm -hmm. do, do, do you know what I mean? Because no. that's there for a reason, right? You, do, you know, that's, that was Sugar Ray, Sugar Ray Robinson. So, you know, um, you know uh, anyway, so I asked Bruce to put me first, and he put me dead last out of 19. <laughs> dead last out of 19 fights so for 19 fights I sit around I sit around but that's all right and so then I got in there and you know um you know uh uh I wasn't still am a kind of one-dimensional so I, I I wanted to be moving forward do, do, do you know what I mean and you know um uh uh and and you know and also you never really know how big a puncher a guy is until right. you're do you, do you see what I mean? And, and it varies wildly. And even among sparring partners, do you know what I mean? It, you know, it, it varies. So what I, what I, what I discovered in the 30, first like 30 seconds of the bout was that my opponent was comfortable going back. That, that, that actually, you know, was sort of, I mean, I was able to move him back. And, uh, and also when, when, he, when he hit me, you know, it was it was not as hard as many of the sparring partners that I had trained with at Gleason's gym prior to the match. Do you see what I mean? So all of a sudden, um, you know, I became relaxed. I wasn't, I, you know, you know, but you're still very alert. Sure. And then, you know, and then, you know, three rounds, it's only a three round fight. But, you know, your your adrenaline is pumping, you know, and, and when, when it's your first few fights, I think there's a tendency, you know, you know, you, you, you want to, 
you, you can get tired even after three rounds. That's I know right. it doesn't. And I was in really good shape and I didn't, I didn't get tired, mm -hmm. but you know, I, you know, and I won the fight, but, um, but uh, you know, I was very glad that I had trained as much as I had. Absolutely. Good, you know, the amateur boxing people have a misnomer. I remember many, many years ago when I had my 30 or 40 amateur fights, I, no matter how good shape I was in, that nervousness and that, uh, that anxiety literally takes energy away from you a little bit. So even a three-round fight can test your durability. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm, that was a, uh, it sounds like a grand experience and I'm, I'm glad that you, that you had it. Well, thank you very much, Al. Yeah, it was. I enjoyed it. I may do it again. Holt, very few actors that I can think of have had as diverse roles as you have. Um, in your long career, uh, you have literally played a wide breadth of characters. Is part of that by design to challenge yourself as an actor? Yeah, well, you know, you know, it's funny, you know, um, you, you, you read a script, Al, and, you know, you know, you have to, you have to be honest with yourself about whether or not you feel a connection to a particular, mm -hmm. do I see right for this part? Do I feel right? Do I, when I read this guy, you know, do I see parts of myself in him? Do, you, you know what I mean? Because, you know, you, the, the character is always going to be born out of, uh, of you. Do you, do you know what I mean? You know, Orson Welles, right. you know, used to say, do you know what I mean? Some, you, you, some you, part of it's organic, even if it's not you. Well, you, you remove the parts about yourself that don't correspond to the oh, character right. that you wish to create. And what will remain is the character. Mm -hmm. So it's always in here. You're never searching for it out there. But that doesn't mean that you can't play characters that are very different to yourself because of the way they allow themselves to experience things that are already, you know, so... Um, so yeah, you know, I uh, uh, I was attracted to different kinds of parts, and um, and so I've had uh, I've had the opportunity, um, you know, to 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 play a wide variety of roles, and and that's part of what keeps the job so fun and uh, and and interesting. Yeah, I, I would imagine. And in the last few years, you have played uh, a character that you talked about how you play characters that don't necessarily embody everything about you. Well, you are a very fit man who, as we've talked about, likes to box and train. And yet, in the last couple of years, you have gained a lot of acclaim playing a, an overweight, chain-smoking uh, detective <laughs> on Mindhunter. Right. So that really, in addition to embodying a different character, you had to feel different physically to do it. Well, you know, you know, you have to, you make a determination, you know, about what, you know, who this guy would be and to who you feel he, he is, you know, um, you know, when I, when I, when I played Patrick, when I played Lights Leary, you know, on FX, you know, um, you know, he, he's a former champion. And, and, and even though you do see former champions sometimes, mm -hmm who do get very heavy or out of shape or when they stop training, you do see that. But, you know, you, you, you also see examples of guys, you know, who, who try to keep themselves, you know what I mean, trim and stuff. But with, uh, with Mindhunter, I just didn't, I didn't feel that way, Al. You know, he's a, uh, he's a, as you said, you know, a, a chain smoking, hard drinking, yeah. uh, uh, you know, FBI detective in the 70s, you know, um, who spends most of the time on the road and eats nothing but, you know, you know, bad food and, right. uh, 
and his only exercise is an occasional round of golf. So, so it didn't seem to me that he, that that character needed to be, you know, um, you know, in great shape. It's something they called no, yeah. But then you got to be able to drop it. Or, or, you right. know, I'm, I'm like, yeah. right now, as I'm speaking to you, I would say, right now I'm about, I'm about, I'm about 205. So I'm like 25 pounds lighter, you know what I mean, than, sure. than I was on the show. And it could be, it could be more than 25, to be honest. Yeah, no, that's amazing. You, uh, in season number two of Mindhunter, you got to explore, uh, Bill's character uh, a little bit more, which I, I've seen you talk about how gratifying that is and how happy you are that David Fincher and the writers let you do that. Not all cop shows allow you to examine the characters, do they? No, no, they, 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 they really don't. Um, you know, and it's funny, you know, um, that's part of the really exciting thing about television when it's really good is that there's more real estate out, you know, you know, we had, we had two seasons of Mindhunter, you know, we had, uh, we had 19 episodes of Mindhunter. That's a lot of, that's a lot of time to develop yeah. a character. There isn't enough I I time in a, in a, in a two hour movie or a three hour play mm -hmm. to, to, to really explore in that kind of detail, the types of things that we got into. So yeah, I was, uh, I was very lucky to be, um, in in such a in such a great show, um, this show was was critically acclaimed, you know, all over the world, and um, um, you know, it was it was one of the best experiences of my life. But you know, I don't smoke. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Even though I smoke constantly, you know, on the television show, and people will say, "Well, are they phony cigarettes?" No, they're real cigarettes because uh -oh. the the organic ones they don't burn the same on film. They don't look the yeah. same. And you know, well, are you really smoking? And I'm like, yeah, you. The camera is right here. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So yes, you're smoking. And you know, uh, uh, our director David Fincher is someone who is known for doing a lot of coverage. Yeah. And of takes. So it's not just a question of smoking for a few minutes and then you're moving on to the next scene. We may spend two days in one scene or three. Yeah. Do, do, right. So, and you're yeah. going to, once something is set in rehearsal, you know, for the editor, you don't want to make, do you, do you know what I mean? It's been, it's been, yes, a, 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 a scene can continue to grow and you find things, but generally speaking, if, if I took a, a big drag of the cigarette before I said something to Charles Manson, they're going to want me to do that mm -hmm. on subsequent takes. So the, you have to, you learn as time goes on, you know what I mean? To be a little bit judicious because sometimes I would be dizzy. Do you know what I mean? Like nauseous where from, uh, from the smoking. So yeah, but to, I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's, that's crazy. Now you spoke, you're speaking about Mindhunter in the past tense. It would be a malpractice of me to sit here and interview you and I, not ask, whether you think uh, that Mindhunter could ever return in some fashion? Well, you know, Al, I mean, look, um, I really think that if Mindhunter does not return, it's, it's a shame because um, it's not easy to make a show that, um, that people really, really respond to the way they no. responded to Mindhunter. It's it's not an easy thing to do, and if it were easy, more people would do it. Yeah, do you know what right. I mean, uh, you know, um, uh, uh, people really like the show. 
Um, so my hope is uh, that uh, that it will return at, at some point. But you know, um, uh, it's a decision. It's a decision for Netflix, obviously, and for my friend David Fincher. And um, you know, uh, I just, I just, you know, need to, you know, remain, you know, available if I can. Do you yeah. see? Because because if I if I sign on to another show and it's a, sure. a multi year deal, then I wouldn't even be free to do the thing if they called. You know what I mean? So right. so you know, it would need to happen soonish. I think realistically, yeah. yeah. Well, even just a hope will make uh, all the Mindhunter fans feel a little bit better. <laughs> you uh, you're your co star in uh, Mindhunter, Jonathan Graf, uh, shares in common with you and your great mother. Um, <clears throat> Julie Wilson. Julie Wilson, who yeah. was uh, a wonderful, wonderful actress, uh, Tony nominee, and yes. uh, also a, the, the best cabaret performer, perhaps, of all time. I was a big oh, fan of her. Well. Thank yeah, you. Lovely. Thank you. Mm -hmm. you know, so uh, that, that, you know, it was extraordinary. And Jonathan Graff, who plays your partner in this very serious um, mm -hmm. uh, police uh, story, is a Tony nominated musical comedy performer. And yet you two um, have bonded so well. And I'm wondering if even part of that experience with your mom makes you kind of gravitate to him and the fact that you are a music uh, lover as well. That, you know, that's such an interesting question, Al. I promise you, nobody has ever asked me anything like that. It fast, it's a fascinating question. Um, you know, uh, yeah, my mother was a nightclub singer and a Broadway actress, and um, and Jonathan um, is uh, uh, is is a, is a wonderful, wonderful singer and an a, a, and a very accomplished Broadway actor. Um, um, his last show, Hamilton, do you know what I mean, was a pretty big hit. I think I heard um, of that. You know, and uh, he of course was nominated for a Tony Award for King George. It, it, you know, which he's brilliant in the thing. You know, um, he was nominated for uh, Springs Awakening, um, his first show. Um, I think that's what it is. So, so, so he's, um, you know, he's he's definitely from that world, and and you know, the the the, 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 the those kinds of very dark, very gritty uh, police dramas. It it was it was in some ways new territory, uh, mm -hmm. Jonathan. Yes. Um, but you know he's he's such a gifted actor um, that there's there's nothing you can really throw at Jonathan. You know what I mean? That he can't handle. Right. And um, um, and we kind of hit it off um, almost from the start. You know, at the end of my mother's life, my mother. Uh, you know, uh, uh, thank you for for saying that. Al was a was a well known nightclub singer in New York City. Uh, you know and. Uh, um, they did a memorial for her. And uh, I, what I discovered out was that at the end of my mother's life, I realized that nothing gave her more pleasure than when I would get up and sing one of her old songs. And you're a very so good daughter, singer, by the way. And, well, thank you. Anyway, I'm not, Jonathan is the singer. But anyway, so, so, so Jonathan and I did a duet um, at my mom's uh, memorial. Um, we sang That's Life, the famous Sinatra song. And, uh, and Jonathan uh, uh, forgot his words, but that's okay, yes. because he's great, <laughs> even if he forgets his words, you know, but no, we, uh, we had a, we had, you know, people talk about chemistry, I don't know, you, you want two leads that complement each other, and Jonathan and I are so different, 
you know, in the way that we look, we're, we're just different guys. We're different ages. We, you know, we, 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 just, we just have a very different quality on film. And, and I think that um, it made us interesting together. And then we were also able to play off each other and find, wish this wouldn't be thinking, and find, uh, and find ways to find the humor in the scenes. Well, the two of you are, are, are magic together. Um, Holt, I really, really appreciate you taking the time to do this with me. Uh, I'm a great admirer of your work. And, uh, and when you and I got to meet each other at the boxing match and uh, uh, I got to see you, I, I understood why all my boxing friends that know you uh, speak so highly of you. Well, it's nice of you to say it, Al. You know, uh, I look forward to seeing you at the future fights. This was a great experience. So, you know, have a, have a great day. Thanks for having me. So that was my conversation with Holt McCallany. And in addition to all the boxing uh, talk that we did, which was fascinating in his uh, career as an actor in so many uh, shows and movies, I got a kick out of talking to him about his mom, Julie Wilson, who was one of the great cabaret performers of all time. And I think he appreciated her being referenced. But as I bring in my co-host, Trip uh, Mitchell, who's going to help me, among other things, answer the questions that you sent us on Twitter, at Al Bernstein. Trip, the, 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 the show that uh, so many people know Holt from is Mindhunter, which was quite an intriguing uh, drama. Mindhunter was one of the best shows I've ever seen, and it passes a big test. My wife, as you know, uh, was a police officer for 10 years and then was a federal prosecutor, worked with the FBI, FBI every day, and she said this was super realistic, super smart, and super fun to watch. So that's three stars from her, which our show has only gotten one star, yeah, and that's right. when you're on. So <laughs> exactly, we're happy. Yeah. Really, we're not, we have two stars left to go before we can even get <laughs> yeah. close to that. But that, that is uh, high praise from somebody that uh, is in the, you know, that knows, because that's the thing when shows are, are about a certain industry or about a certain endeavor, the people that are in it often don't find it credible. So that's pretty good. Let's get to the questions, Al. Joy Deep asks, how impressed with you were you by the Inouye fight, and will he fight the winner of Donaire Casimero coming up next? Uh, you know, Inouye was spectacular in his win. Uh, they don't call him a monster for nothing. He was a monster in that fight, uh, winning by knockout with a terrific body punch. And uh, he is clearly one of the best three or four pound-for-pound -pound fighters in the world today. Now, will he rematch with Nonito Donaire uh, if he beats uh, John Real Casimero in a terrific fight that's coming up uh, that we're going to have on Showtime uh, in August? And is that possible? Well, I think it is possible. You know, I know the boxing gods and boxing politics don't lend themselves to that because Inoue is promoted by a different promoter than, than uh, Donaire and Casimero are with. But both but Donaire did fight him already, and Casimero was slated to fight him. So I think that fight can be made, uh, and, the, and would, had, that fight would have happened, but for injury. So it, I think that uh, there's a good chance that Inoue will fight the winner of that fight, and I think that is spectacular for the Bantamweight division. Fantastic. And let's go up a few pounds. Joshua, this is, comes from Darren Boyd, by the way. Joshua looks... Bit too big and too strong for Usyk. What are your thoughts? Yeah, Alexander Usyk is uh, uh, a very, very fine fighter. 
one of the best cruiserweights of all time, has not looked as impressive as a heavyweight as I think people anticipated, mostly because he hasn't really shown off his boxing skills as much as he did as a cruiserweight. And for him to be effective as a heavyweight, he's going to have to do that. Now, he's gotten through his tests uh, so far, but Joshua may be a different story. He is big and powerful, and unless Usyk can box perfectly in that fight, I see Joshua winning. I just think he's, he is, in fact, too big and too powerful for him. Uh, Evander Holyfield, when he came up from a cruiserweight, he did a great job of adapting to the heavyweights, didn't he? Yeah, he did. And, and the heavyweights were a little smaller back then, which helped him a little bit, although then ultimately he had to face big heavyweights like Lennox Lewis and others uh, and Riddick Bowe. Uh, but he... He did. He was. He used his combination punching and his hand speed uh, as a big weapon for him, and uh, uh, and ultimately that was what made him a special heavyweight. Sure. And uh, at the end of his career, you and I saw him fight the South African Botha, and I think he came in at two thirty then. But he was a great fighter in the one nineties and fun to watch. Yeah, for sure. Matt De La Rosa asks, "What era of heavyweight boxing, in your opinion, had the deepest talent pool?" The 70s or the 90s? Ah, well, given to those two choices, uh, I'm definitely going to pick the 70s uh, because that was the era that had Muhammad Ali, George Foreman, Joe Frazier, uh, Kenny Norton, Ernie Shavers, Ron Lyles, Jerry Corey, the list goes on and on. And even at the end of the decade, Larry Holmes made his entrance as heavyweight champion with that phenomenal fight that he and Kenny Norton put on uh, in the late 70s, in which Holmes very narrowly won the heavyweight championship. It was an extraordinary uh, decade for the heavyweight division. And uh, when you think also that the Thrill in Manila fight between Frazier and Ali was in the 70s, that was pretty extraordinary as well. Uh, so I'm going to pick that. I, Mike Tyson, of course, made his... Uh, uh, his debut in the 90s, and that was when he became champion. And, uh, you know, that was uh, a big decade. But I'm going to say that the 70s for sure was uh, was the better of those two. So uh, we appreciate everybody sending in questions and keep doing it. Uh, Al Bernstein, at Al Bernstein on Twitter, and we will uh, continue to uh, answer your questions. And uh, Trip, uh, next week we're going to be uh, – Looking at our interview with Mauro Ronaldo, my sidekick and partner and play-by-play uh, -play man on, uh, on Showtime. That'll be a lot of fun, and that was a great interview. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. All right. Thanks to Tripp. Thanks to Holt McCallany, uh, who uh, was our guest. And thanks to all of you for watching. We'll see you next time.